0: Hey good people, this is Sharika, E.B., and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up.
1: What's good, Kickback family? It's your boy E.B., and I am here with two of my favorite people, Sabrina and Sharika, and you are listening to The Kickback, where this month, it's kind of like the kick Black. 'Cause it's all black history about stuff. So <laughs> that's it. how we I vibe love it. it. <laughs> and that's how it's going. Um Yeah, so I don't know about y'all and I don't know how y'all feel it, but for myself personally, I would say I'm about at an eighty-five, so it's not as high up as i normally is. And that doesn't mean that something is in a sense going wrong. Um, but are I do not necessarily say crazy, but you know, it's life and um just got a few challenges within the family with health concerns um mm. and so that's making things a little tough for me to or yeah i would say for me or for any people right when you go through something just to be your full self at, as a full or joyful self i guess um now you being you in whatever emotions or state that you deal with things in that's still you um you're just not probably in the best form that you would want to be in so one of my favorite relatives uh, my great aunt and she like 77, 78. So, you know, it's getting close to that time, but you know, just finding out that she's in stage three of uh, cervical cancer and excessive oh, yeah. blood loss in her body and all types of crazy stuff. So that has been a challenge on our family and. I don't know about y'all family, Sabrina and Sharika, or even our listeners, but you know, it's like that. I think Sabrina, um, and I think Sabrina and Sharika, it's kind of like the same for both of you as far as your uncles, but it's that one person who is like, they're like that person in the family who you, everybody go to their house. It's just always a good mm. vibe. They make things happen because of who they are. That's how it was with my great aunt, like my great aunt and her son, they were the one who was like. Always checking us out of school, taking us to our first theme parks that our parents wouldn't take us to. They Mm. always had cable at their house. So it was like we always watched like Monday Night Raw, like wrestling and basketball games at their house. Mm. So it was like that was like the spot Mm. and that's for everybody within our family. And so to see her going through this um, and to see my cousin have to, in a sense, deal with this and watch his mom essentially um, health wise, physically plummet that has been a challenge and one of the things that i've always admired about him um you know his dad and her husband had passed away in 1997 so like to see him go through that in my mind at my young age and for him at a relatively young age i think he was a year or two removed out of high school and to see him basically be the full-time caregiver for his mom as she always had health issues but it just she always kept on fighting and was riding Mm -hmm. it out and people thought she was going to be gone way before of what you know, it's looking like and having family conversation to put her in the hospice that has been somewhat challenging. But being with her just about a week ago, me and Judith had a chance to go be with her and me and my sister was with her on another day. And I just played some of her favorite um, Haitian worship music. And you can mm-hmm. just see the joy in her face, even though she couldn't talk, even though she has a tube in her mouth, you see kind of like her, her cheeks just rise up a little bit as if she's trying to smile and i I can't i'm saying that's what she probably is doing but i can't see that because of the tube being in her mouth and you see kind of like the little tears in her eyes or whatnot um and she is rec, she can recognize sounds and voices and all that good stuff so we praise god for that but Mm. it's just been a tough thing within the family so um i would say i'm at at like an 85 and today unfortunately um even though i love y'all listeners i do not have a um homage to a, a black history song or a song by uh artists of african descent sharika sabrina how y'all feeling
2: eb if it makes you feel any better my song i don't think is by a black person it's just a guess i don't know who sings this who sings it's my party and i cry if i want to <laughs> do you know uh, i don't know but
0: i'm
1: it's somebody else <laughs> i feel like that, i feel like it's a black person
2: what it's my like... party eb do you know the song i'm talking about I think it's from like the sixties. Yeah, no. I was (laughs) not, no, it's okay. And I hate to be that person that's like, you can tell by their voice because when people would say that to me growing up, it would like literally make me so mad. I could feel the warmth in my chest from getting upset. But a lot of times when they said it to me, it was less about like the tender of my voice and more about the way I was putting words together. Mm. And because it wasn't, ignorant or it showed that I took at least one grammar class they were like oh so you taught like white girl but anyway Mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there I'm not gonna lie I'm in my feelings and Mm no it's not Drake's song because I'm still mad at him (laughs) I'm in my (laughs) feelings because I did not get selected for the beehive bayhive however you pronounce it pre-sale and I'm seeing friends old students shout out to Jeff and Jessica both got tickets. I have one friend who got tickets to two separate shows. One in Toronto, they're going to see Beyonce, and then they're going to see her again in Charlotte. And why am I still on the wait list? Tomorrow's my only opportunity. And I'm actually kind of making my peace with it because I connected with my husband and Trica, and I said, okay, this is the budget. This is what I'm doing for this Beyonce concert. And my friends were like, oh, girl, you don't have to double that. At least. Wow. I people who... Yes, Sharika. I'm not going to call any of the names out of who spent what. But basically, before taxes and fees, they were like, most of the tickets are going to start around 200 Mm -hmm. A lot of them had the tickets like three-something range. Which, if I'm by myself, I got the phone money. But then you double that with my husband, who's not really a Beyonce fan. But, Sharika, you know how it is. Evie, I feel like you're more of an individualist. If I'm experiencing something really fun... I kind of get sad if Doug's not there because I'm like, mm. oh, I wish he could experience this with me, but I might have to just let him stay home on this one because it's looking <laughs> like, I just can't imagine our family budget spending $1,000 to see Beyonce. Like, I love Beyonce, but I just, I don't <laughs> know Beyonce. It seems like an irresponsible decision when I have a mortgage. You know, maybe if the house <laughs> is fully paid off, I can't do it. And you know, we just bought a new car. We're saving for our next car after we pay off this one. We'll finally be a two car family again. So because of those reasons deep in my soul, but then the devils on my other shoulder like, girl, you only live once. Spend this money on your deathbed. Are you going to care that you got the bills paid faster? Are you going to care that you saw Beyonce? So I'm really struggling (laughs) and that's why my song is, is my party. I'll cry if I want to, cry if I want to, cry if I want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. I'm saying it's my party because I know not everybody feels the same way about Beyonce. I'm not asking y'all to. I'm just asking to understand from an empathetic point of view why I would feel so but hurt that I don't have these tickets. And because of this, and I, if I'm cast into the general cell, I'm going to have to really struggle with how much I'm willing to pay for these tickets. Sharika, how are you feeling?
0: I have a follow up thing. So why do you think that this season, like we've, you've been to see Beyonce more than once. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Why, oh, yeah. why now is it the hype is so hype? Like, why, why do you think that is? Cause That's she's been
2: Beyonce. Question. She's I- been Beyonce. Uh, Edie, you take it away and then I'll share my thoughts.
1: So I think it's always been hype. I think what what happened was you got to think before um, and I might be wrong and I'm saying before, but like, uh, let's go pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, all of her shows still sold out. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when people got a chance to essentially relax and then for some people, not everybody, but for a decent amount of people, um, when they got to a place of the pandemic, I would say where they could stay at home, where some people could save resources, where there were Not everybody, but for a decent amount of people, they were able to save money the past two years where it's like, I can go wherever. Like, yeah, I'm going to pay whatever for the Taylor Swift show. I'm going to pay whatever for this. I'm going to pay whatever to go see this sporting event. I'm going to go see – I'm going to pay for whatever for for this. I have friends who – like, I say friends, let me take it back because that's a very – Unique space. I have peers and associates who went to the Super Bowl with no interest in either of the teams that were playing. They just had the funds. They saw tickets what? and they're like, oh, snap, $4,500 for a Super Bowl ticket. Both of us are going. So it's like one of those things that, I, and I think, and like when literally when I had a conversation, so I'm happy you asked that, Sharika. He was just like, he said, bro, us saving money on gas and eating out these past few years and working remote and making more money working mm. remote, it has allowed us the flexibility to do more things. And then I didn't know that i thought i traveled a decent amount because he's one of those people who kind of don't post much so he just sent me like a whole bunch of places him and his wife have been in the past two years because of their more flexibility within their schedule Mm -hmm. of like hey we can kind of leave whatever we can and they've seen around seven or eight different countries two or three different cruises plethora of states all within the past two to three years like since the height of the pandemic since the peak the start of the pandemic and i was just like continue keeping your low your your your, keep on living your low-key life um It just be you because that's just a great place to be in. And I think that's one of the things that people just have more freedom and flexibility. And even though inflation is kicking, everybody's behind in this world. And I say everybody as just as a whole, things are just more expensive. Um I also think it's a lot of people realizing through the pandemic that you have to experience things just a little more like save. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't save your money because that would be. Ir- financially irresponsible. And I don't want you to do that, but um to not do that, to not save your money, but also like people just know how fragile life is and how, how it comes and goes, so to speak. And they want to enjoy those memories while they can with the people that they love the most. And I think people are just taking full advantage of that.
2: I think you made good point on how people can justify spending what they're spending on the Beyonce tickets. But as far as why the tickets seem more expensive, This time, Sharika, I know that a lot of times those prices are informed by, as Evie already said, you know, what's going on in the market. Inflation Mm -hmm. is happening. So that there's that. But then also, what the artists need in their show. Is it going to be a whole bunch of lights and screens and all that? Like, how many staff members are they going to need, et cetera? That can inform the price. So that makes me think, okay, so this show is really about to give. I'm sorry, y'all hear the leaf blower, but... Your girl, she needs to um get on it with her health stuff, so I'm walking as <laughs> so I'm I'm walking outside as we're recording. So sorry if y'all can hear the outdoor stuff. So I think that informs it as well, Sharika. I think I'm not sure if I shared on the podcast already, so forgive me if I did, but the first time I saw Beyonce, I didn't spend more than a hundred dollars. I had a great seats. Mm-hmm. I mean before the taxes and fees. And the second time we spent like maybe 60 to 80 dollars before we spent 50
0: dollars and it was like literally two weeks before it wasn't even like we had bought the (laughs) tickets way in advance and it was with jay-z too so it wasn't even just one you know just beyonce it was jay-z and beyonce and when we paid like 50 dollars and it was literally we probably it couldn't have been more than two weeks it felt like it was even less because i remember we were right in eb's office talking about it and we got right on the little thing and started buying the tickets
2: so I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things that we should just continue to be patient and not get caught up in the hype. Because what if I see, get this pre-sale code tomorrow night, which I hope I do. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to buy these tickets. And I buy a ticket at like, I don't know, three fifty before taxes. And then when the general sale goes out two weeks before the show, they have $50 tickets. I'm going to feel butthurt. So... <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll see what, uh, we'll see how it all plays out, friend, but mm, tomorrow's my last opportunity for the pre-sale.
0: Well, this, listen, I, I, man, I appreciate the thing that the pandemic did give us. Like if you was talking about that, just reframing how you see life and what, what is worth it and what's not worth it. And yeah, Beyonce, I will, I will treasure the moments we had. At that concert when Jay-Z was there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't love you. (laughs) I just, I'm just, cause there's like, I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, but my tip is, oh girl, my tip is, my tip is actually better than it was. The circumstances and the situations have not changed, but you know what? My perspective has. So listen, y'all, they've been trying. When I tell y'all they've been trying me, they've been trying me. And you know my song, but my temp is ninety nine. No, no, I'm going to bring it down because I'm actually in a pretty good place. I'm going to go with eighty eighty eight. My song is "Hold Me Now" by Kirk Franklin, and these Ooh, are the words classic. that you know. It's so good it says see people change one day they like you the next day, they don't like you the next they do i wish that everyone could love me just like you so here i am the sinful man peace won't allow i was wondering can you hold me now and that's what i was feeling like me and jesus yesterday i had to have a good conversation with the lord on the way to work i was listening to this christian broadcasting and it was just talking about lamenting you know and and how we don't really talk about lament and what it means to lament and blah, 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 blah. So it was really it really spoke to me. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I have not been able to lament hard situations or tough situations because I feel like with in Christian communities or churches that they always try to tell you how to think about like you have a hard situation, but they but the saying is like, but God, but God. So and those those things are all true. But God. But there are hard times that we go through. And it's okay to talk to the Lord and be like, you know what, Lord, this sucks. I wish you would change the situation. And, you know, and that's okay. The Lord can handle that. And I think I was in a place where I just felt like, oh, I got to just c- continue to point to the positive, think about the positive, look at the positive, which those things are true. But there's also moments where you can be like, you know what, Lord, this really is tough. And so I really felt good um hearing that. And I really felt like I was able to do that yesterday. And I had to continually give this situation to the Lord. And I felt, and you know, the other thing that I was listening to in my devotions. See so y'all gotta get into the word of the Lord. If y'all aren't, I'm not saying you're not, not you two people on the pod, but you know the people out there in the world. The Lord be speaking. And sometimes I'd be like, Lord, I want you to speak to me with a voice that I can hear because sometimes I don't be getting the things. But yesterday, like I've been reading and I've been reading about Um, And we're talking about David and Saul. And I was like, I've never really related to a lot of people in the Bible. I never really felt like, oh, that's me. But oh, my gosh, yesterday I was like, oh, my goodness. I feel like David and Saul. People be coming for your neck and you be like, but what did I do? I didn't do anything to deserve this. But sometimes it don't even be you. It just be them. And then that gave me a a bit of peace because I was like, you know what? David was, hit. listen, one, I was like, David, you a better man than me because when you had those moments where you could have taken Saul's head, even though you know he was coming for you, you were like, you know what? I'm not going to touch the Lord's anointing. I'm going, I'm going to let him be. I'm going to still do the right thing. Listen, I would be having a little petty in me and I would be wanting to get people like they be getting me. But David is a lesson in that, in that moment where you, sh- you got to let God fight your battles. Cause at the end of the day, who had to fall on their sword? When David, it was Saul. Anyway, that's a little bit of my situation and a little testimony that the Lord is good and it has brightened my spirits. Even though my circumstances haven't changed, have changed, I am—I actually feel really good today. Um, so that's my temp. The other thing before we get to getting, I wanted to talk to you guys about how did your Valentine's Day go? E.B. Sabrina, what did y'all do? Did y'all do the things, not the things? Was it what you planned it to be, or did you have plans at all? How was you Valentine's Day?
1: It was exactly how we wanted to be, at the house, together, nothing special, nothing crazy. No, nah, but um, we didn't do nothing, um, and nothing happened, but we'll be, I want to say, say celebrating Valentine's Day, but because of our just our busy schedules and things don't always work out how we want it to. to, um, we're just doing a simple, i say simple, but we do doing a dinner on Saturday, I think. I don't know. But no, nah, we didn't do nothing.
2: Yeah, I think some listeners would probably be mortified to hear that Doug and I's Christmas gifts to each other this year was the new car that we got. And we're both very cool with that. I think when it comes to relationships, it's more so about knowing your person and knowing their love language and what Mm -hmm. makes them feel loved and valued. And Doug knows I hate clutter. And I really don't like when people give me gifts because, gosh, I think since I was 18, since I left my parents' house, I was like working three jobs. I've been able to get myself what I need. And then when people give me a gift, a lot of times I'm like, Oh, great. Now I have to pretend I like this thing. And I was just clutter and et cetera. Especially when it's like little knickknack things. I love that. So Doug already knows my vibe. And he's kind of the same way. But we both really love to eat. We love food. We have our favorite little food spots. And we love experiences. So um, Oh, and we love getting out of debt. Like, we're very much on the Dave <laughs> Ramsey train. So, like, I think we have $8,000 left on our house. Um, Shout out to the Dave Ramsey financial piece that, like, helped us get an alignment about that when we first got married. Like, I never thought I'd be this age and almost have my house paid off. So, all that being said, for Valentine's Day, we went to one of our favorite little spots, The Cheesecake Factory, which we both love it. And we both get the miso salmon because it's great. We should have shared it, which is what we normally do, but we were being fancy for Valentine's Day and we both got our own. And guess what? We both went home with huge to-go box because it's like so much food and it's really, really good. So we did that. And then we have this little thing that we do um, where we go to any store, when dixie or Target. We just go to the Valentine's Day card section, pick a card for each other, give it to each other, read it, and then put the card back. Because once again, who wants to spend $6 on a card that I'm just going to... Literally, I might put it on my dresser for a couple of months, but then, honestly, it's going to get thrown away. I have, like, four cards now on my dresser, and they're, like, my favorite birthday holiday but as we've been married and things change you go through seasons and this season I don't care about a Christmas gift but he maybe he can't try that in five years or maybe I can't (laughs) try that maybe we'll be looking at each other like um excuse me where's where's my where's my kid so we went to Target and what happened was y'all all the adult cards were like gone they only had kids cards so I chose two to try to make it feel like one. They had one tiny section with like a card for, you know, wives or husband. They didn't have a section for y'all. <laughs> but the card he picked was so good that he was like, I actually want to buy it. I'm like, babe, we haven't bought a card in like three years. <laughs> what are you going to invite that girl? It was so cute. And Edie, it was so cute because our thing is like Kimper Adventure. and it was talking about this adventure. And then when we went home, I wrote him a little note in it. And so now we have a little shared, a little shared Valentine's Day card, but also now I have another card on my dresser and it's like, Hey, I'm not going to ha- be having all these cards. We did save all of our wedding cards, but they're in like a really pretty box. And I don't know. I feel bad about the future. Cause what do we expect to happen with those cards? Like after we die, are we expecting like neighbors <laughs> or if we ever have mm-hmm. kids to keep them at some point, they will be trash we're Mm. not obama (laughs) nobody cares about our history you know like no one's saving this stuff so anyway we went to the cheesecake cake factory sharika we went to target and we went home and it was it
0: was perfect for us what about you and alan ours was trash um my husband had to work well he worked and so he was at work and he had to drive out of town and come back that same day, which I didn't know he was doing, but he was like, I'll be home late. But it wasn't crazy. Like he was like going to get home around seven. So, but the, by the time I'm going home from work, so I said, okay, well, obviously you're busy. I, we don't really like to go out on, val- well, I don't know about him. He probably don't like to go out on Valentine's Day, but I don't really like to go out on like a, where it's going to be a lot of people out there. i rather order the food and eat it at my house and be home. So I tell, well, I'll order some food and, you know, we'll have dinner at home and blah, blah, blah. So on the way home, on my way home, he texts me. He's like, I had to stop. I I feel sick. I have a migraine. I think I got food poisoning. I'm like, oh, Lord. So he's so he comes home and he just feels terrible. And so I like had already put all this food out and I'm like all sitting out thing so then he's just I'm like well you can go lay down I'll just eat and then I'll come upstairs and we can just hang out because he's just has a migraine Migraine, and he's sick to his stomach so that I'm like okay so then he's like no I'll sit here so he just sat there and watched me eat, eat my food and then I ate and then I was just like okay well, let's go upstairs. and then he literally like went to sleep and then I was just like <laughs> watching TV but it was fine I just okay. felt bad that he was sick that he just didn't feel good And then he had to leave um, the next day to go to work, um, um, go away for work for the next couple of days. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, as long as I'm not throwing up, I'm going, I'm fine. I'm going to work, which is so him. So of course he, next morning, packs a little suitcase and hit the road. And I was like, dang, I want to redo my Valentine's Day. I don't really, we don't do much, but I just felt bad that he was looking so pitiful and sick. So that was our little- Friend, you
2: know what time it is though? When he comes home, you better hit the cater to you video vibes, okay? Whenever he comes back, you know, has some flower petals leading to the to the dining
0: table, and y'all can do a repeat. Girl, he is gonna be like, girl, we p- we spent the money for the food. Girl, I'm eating his food today at my lunch because he didn't even eat his food. <laughs> and but you know what? Next week is next time our episode drops on the 25th. It'll be my husband's birthday. But I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to do anything because I learned from you, Sabrina, to respect people's birthday wishes and his birthday wish is to do nothing. So that is what he wants to do, whatever he wants to do when he wakes up that day, whatever he feels to do that day is what he wants. So there is no plans. I think I might get him some ice cream. I think that is about all that I have planned. I love he it, does.
2: but friend and March, you can always do that thing. We talk, wait, does he listen to the podcast? Cause Doug definitely doesn't. Oh,
1: he, does. he definitely he doesn't. doesn't. I doubt it.
2: Okay. All right. So I still think we should do that fun thing. One of our friends offered up their siblings house, which sounds crazy, but trust me, it was, it's a real offer and we should surprise him. And it won't, it probably won't even happen in February. So then it'll feel even more special. Because he had his birthday day and we should still do that. And I also think we should all wear black shirts.
0: You know, just a little. It. I'm here for yeah. it. And he he would he wanted to go. He wanted to go, but then with that work thing it just threw his schedule off. But he did actually want to do that. So we you know, I need to see if I can get that put back on the schedule for the Absolutely. next for next month. And it's and like you said, it won't be on his birthday, so I won't be encroaching on his plans for what he wanna do for his day. Even though my husband's gonna be The big four zero, which is wild to me because one, I'm like, this means we're real grown, grown. Mind you, I'm not quite as old as him. I'm I'm a little younger, but still it's like when me and Alan started dating, I was, he was 20 years old. It was the summer of his 20th year. And now he's about to be 40. And I'm like, that is the wildest thing ever. Sometimes I so, I feel like I feel like a young pert like a teenager, sometimes like a kid. I'm like, no, I'm re- we have real grown, grown. So it's crazy. But shout out to my man. And I hope, I'm sure he's having a wonderful time. I talked to him yesterday and he sounded much better. So, oh, good. So let's talk about a little bit about the Super Bowl that happened last weekend. And guess what, Kid <laughs> family? We actually got to enjoy the Super Bowl together, us together, EB, Sabrina, and I. And we had a, I'll say I had a great time. Um, enjoying the Super Bowl. So we always do a little review. First thing first, <laughs> Cheryl Lee Ralph, Moesha's mom or stepmom D, or, uh, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren Hill's mom. Note The concert in the, the concert in the, what is the something in the concert is out the, the whatever y'all know from Sister Act Two, she wasn't playing no games and she wasn't playing no games at that. When she did the national black anthem, how did you guys feel? What did y'all think? Uh, A
2: dramatic pause is dramatic because it doesn't happen often. But there's so I was trying to sing along with her, but she kept pausing. (laughs) So I was like, let me just sit down. Maybe that was my cue to sit down and enjoy. I was watching that part on my phone because my husband and I were running late to the celebrations. I'm so glad that they do this. I don't remember this song being included in the Super Bowl when I was younger, but I know the song because of who my mom and dad are. Like I wasn't going to grow up and not know the song. So I love that they included it. I think she sounded great, looked beautiful. I was just, you know, their arrangement. I wanted less pauses. EB, (laughs) it was what it
1: was. Um, I don't like, so, like we talk about, at least this month, um, and most time cause, you know, American history is Black history and Black history is American history, however you want to tie that into certain things. Um, I don't necessarily want to say we could have did better, but we could have did better. And it is what I it say is. that nothing, nothing wrong with the way, I gonna say nothing wrong the way she did it. Um, nothing is wrong with her. Let me say that. But I feel like Super Bowl already, is, you know, the Super Bowl, the Grammys, all types of award shows are already during Black history. But so I feel like if you're going to do it, like just give it some soul, like no beef to hub, but I heard a better rendition of our Black national anthem from FAMU Gospel Choir at a Bucks game this season. And they went Seriously? in and like, I mean, at a TNT. And I'm like, dang, I need to go to one. Like I literally was like, I need to Google FAMU's Gospel Choir. It's like their concert. Cause I'm like, that was good. Um, like, and. Sitting around a whole bunch of people who don't look like me and likely European Americans, cause they could be from somewhere else. Um, but sitting around a few European Americans, i was like, that's a really good song. What is that? And I'm just like, Oh, it's the national yeah. anthem for people of African descent or the black national anthem. And then he just looked at it. He's like, I didn't know that was a thing. And hmm. I'm like, Oh man, There's so much stuff that we said. He was like, that was really good. Look to what I would assume his, his wife, if not his significant other, cause they were, were at every game together. He was like, we need a YouTube that when we get home, can you remind me? So I was like, they must have really enjoyed it, or they really want to show off for me and Judah. But it was just, it could have been better. That's all.
2: Yeah, I think that's my theme for the whole Super Bowl experience—not experience because mm. experience, I had fun with y'all, but the way the game turned out and other elements, it's—it could have been better. I think she
0: looked beautiful. I think, I think they—I don't know—I won't say this for sure, but it feels like she's having her moment now. So they wanted to capitalize on that. I don't think she has a great range. So that's why I don't think it was that great. I think she did good for what, for her. I think she did great for herself, like as her. I think she gave it the best she got. I loved the little marching as she started to do in the middle of the song. But um, it wasn't spectacular, but it was all right. I enjoyed Babyface doing, it wasn't, he, what? he didn't do like, he didn't do the main, America the Beautiful beautiful that's what that was good Chris Stapleton I didn't see this originally but then I saw later that he did the national anthem and I thought he killed it (laughs) that part I
2: was distracted and I totally forgot to go back and watch it only because my husband and I bought some chicken buffalo dip for the for the festivities. And I knew Shariko was going to have hamburgers and hot dogs. So I kind of saved my appetite. And when we got there, I just went straight in for the dip. As I'm eating it, I'm looking around and noticing we're the only two eating. I'm like, Doug, we didn't get the memo. We weren't supposed to just go. No, but that, but that was happening. I was crunching <laughs> on my Fritos and dip during the national anthem. So I really didn't know they did well or not so no comment from me evie were you aware of what was happening during that time
1: man we was all we was both together sabrina don't act like that i wasn't watching no that. no that we, was, i
2: was with you but, but i wasn't i was eating yeah <laughs> no i'm saying it.
1: but I, I was not watching let me say that i was oh, part were? of the conversation of um i was part of the conversation of you saying what was it oh i think you asked somebody else who was there because well it's rodney i don't think he'd care. Asking him what song does the, the individual sing and he couldn't get one. And I'm just like, this boy really just slow. Um, and I was in that days and I never <laughs> went back. I didn't do, I didn't do my due diligence as a great podcaster as Sharika is to go back and listen uh-uh. to the video. Um, so I was, I was in that days and be honest with you, Chris Stapleton, we all know some of the Shirley, Rapp, like great artist, great person from. What we see from the outside. I don't think I've ever heard anything like bad about him, but like, I'm pretty sure he didn't like wow the people out. I, I did see coaches like, cause I did see pictures of that, like coaches who are crying and players who are crying during the national anthem. But I don't know if that's because of their, their heart for the country or the moment that <laughs> they were in of playing in probably the biggest game of their career or their life. Um, the thing that they grow up wanting to do, or if it was the vocals, cause I know that sometimes people singing can compel people, um, to have different emotions. Um, or it can be terrible singing. So that's the other <laughs> thing, right? It could be terrible singing and people can cry and be like, that was bad. Um, <laughs> so I didn't go back to watch it. I don't care to. I'm not going to. If somebody posts a clip, I might see it mm-hmm. or when you're scrolling on Instagram, you get those quick four, five seconds, but shout out to Chris Stapleton for having that opportunity. Um, but yeah, I'm good.
0: So in, in full transparency, I didn't even hear at the time. I think I was in the midst... I don't know what I was doing. I didn't even realize it was happening when it happened until EB just said, oh, when well, they're talking about people crying. I remember there was conversations about people talking about how players and stuff were getting emotional. That's what I remember. So I didn't even hear it at the time. The other thing... I really didn't go back and listen. I was watching another podcast and they were talking about it and they played it. So I just was in a by, I happened to get here by by bystanding. I didn't even go looking for it because I didn't even think nothing about it, but I thought he did a great job or I guess I don't really know a lot of his music. Um, so I have heard his name before, but I didn't hear. So I was, I was like, okay, I was more than expecting, expected hearing his name and knowing the type of music that he does, but. I thought it was great. Now, let's really talk about what I came here to talk about. The game, I don't care about the game. I was rooting for the Chiefs, but not really. I only rooted for the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahone, and I don't even really like him. He looks very similar to my nephew, so I'm like, okay, I'm going for them. This is how I pick people, whether it's teams to root for if it's clothing if it's the color I like it's just random so really that's how I, how much I cared about the game but EB was telling us some things and teaching us some things and, and I learned throughout the game so that was good but I don't really have any comments about the game Sabrina said what she said EB did you have any comments about the game because I really want to talk about the halftime show
1: uh, good game it was 38-35 and I say good game as the, the score um, well fought out game by both teams things that one team that did not prevail could have done better sucks that the game ended on the penalty of the tug or the hold whatever you want to call it like it that was one of the final plays but you know that wasn't the reason that the Eagles didn't win Um so shout out to Pat Mahomes um, shout out to those guys making history as the first two at least as defined by the world First two um black quarterbacks to play against each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Shout out to the history that was made and shout out to Pat Mahomes on winning another Super Bowl.
0: I love that. And I love the little bro- that the brothers were playing against each other on other teams. That was the other little history thing that I did like. I was so happy for their little mom. She had the little half supporting half jacket, half uh shoes and the little half um jersey supporting her boys. I love that. I like that the team seemed very well matched. Um, a
2: blowout is not as entertaining. So I like that. And I thought the game was, you know, I enjoyed watching it. I was sad that the Eagles lost. I really, I really wanted them to soar, but I'm always for the underdog.
0: I didn't even know who was the underdog in the situation. I usually, I sometimes go for the underdog too. So on to the halftime show. I thought I, I love Rhea. I didn't remember how much songs that Rihanna had that I really enjoyed until right before the game as I was getting stuff ready at the house and cooking and making, well, I wasn't cooking, but baking. I was like, I I did a Rihanna playlist for a few hours before the game. And I was like, oh, I'm ready for this halftime show because I forgot how much I loved her music because it's been a while. And that lift me up was not lifting me up. So I just ignore that she did that for the Black (laughs) Panther If there's a soundtrack, not that it's bad. It's just like, I don't love it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. So, but I, but I love the box. I love the, I love the island feel and a lot of her music. And I just love her music. So I was so excited and ready to see Rihanna do Rihanna. And as I watched it, I thought a lot of things were really cool. I loved the little, I don't know what they were, the little floating platforms. That was great. Um, I felt like I didn't want it to end. I felt like I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end. And then when it was over, I was like, that's it. I wanted a little more energy from Rihanna, but I understand the situation. And the last thing I want to say about it was what was, what was the last thing I wanted to say about it? I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I will say I'll leave it. I can't remember the last thing I wanted to say about it, but besides that, and I'll, I'll let Sabrina if she wants to talk about. Our little discussion on was she, was she not, and all that. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly where I was going, friend. So as she
2: performing, Sharika, some of our other friends who are present were just like, oh, she's definitely pregnant. And as a petite person with a belly that protrudes and I look maybe one or two months pregnant, I felt very defensive of Rihanna. I was like, let women gain weight in peace. Let us keep our baby weight, in her case, in peace no one asks my husband well of course they don't ask him if he's pregnant because men can't get pregnant but Doug and I gain the same amount of weight during the pandemic it's wild we both have protruding bellies my family tease us they're like you guys look like you're in Whoville and that's okay because we're in Whoville together I was like let Rihanna join Rihanna join us in Whoville leave her alone she's not pregnant why do we do this to women y'all before the Super Bowl was fully even over it was like she confirmed she's pregnant and I was like well I stand corrected (laughs) she was pregnant that being said when it came to her performance pregnant or not at the beginning I was really enjoying her vibe I think I even said within the first three minutes several times okay I love her like laid back cool energy. She's like, I'm here. I don't have to try too hard. But then, you know, 13 minutes of that, it's like at some point, can we get something else? So for me, her bops, you know, that's that can't be even debated. She definitely has bops. She's gorgeous. But when I think of a show like that, I think of levels and some sense of depth. And because we didn't get that, I was like, I felt it was a little, um, what was the word that I used? Subpar is not the correct word because I think it was better than sub- subpar. But what did EB say at the beginning? It was what it was. Whatever I said with the whole Super Bowl, like, okay, thanks. But, you know, moving on. That's how I felt about it. Beautiful set, though, like you said, Sharika and all that. But was it giving what I'd hoped it would give? No.
0: EB, what are your thoughts? before EB says I finally remembered my thought I was saying I wanted to say I I understand that Rihanna can hold the show but I love the little special guests and the surprise guests that come out at the Super Bowl I think it's always it makes it heightens the excitement and so I I was like oh I was always hoping and like is somebody going to come out who's going to come out is it going to be Jay-Z is it going to be Drake like who is it what is it and nobody came is it out It's going to be like, Kanye <laughs> Well, I didn't think it was going to be Kanye. I feel like he was, I, I mean, I would, listen, for all of the lights. I wouldn't have even minded, but, but I think it's, he's a little too, too much in hot water. So I didn't think she was going to go that route because, you know, he didn't came for the Jews and, you know, the white people, they're like, you can come for the blacks, but you better not come for the Jews. So anyway, so they wasn't <laughs> going to let him on that stage anyway. So I was just anticipating somebody coming out and heightening the excitement and it never happened. And I was a little disappointed by that. And I want to say also about the pregnancy thing, I don't be judging women's bodies. The only reason why I said I thought she was pregnant was because of the way her jumper, it accentuated the belly. And I feel like that is a purposeful look. I'm like, a lot of people have bellies and a lot of times they may try to cover or minimize their belly and and you don't have to you don't want to some people be having the bellies all the way out but it just looks too purposeful for it to n- to not be a pregnancy thing that was just my thoughts Evie. no ahead. that's fair and I think you brought up a good point
2: sorry Evie, we keep cutting off that was <laughs> just my last point um, I think you bring up a good point when you say you kept waiting for something else I think that just told you right there what the show was giving like if you're watching something like that engage in an artist who's really the Super Bowl that's the time they get they're at the top of their game or they have been and we're acknowledging that then if they really are capturing your attention and you're engaged as a viewer you're not waiting for something else and you're right towards the second half of the performance we just kept being like well so-and-so well where so so even though we were told ahead of time even at her concert she doesn't waste time having other guests. She's like, You came to see me, I'm gonna give you me, which I respect that, but I don't know. I guess I was like, oh, that was all Evie, <laughs> I'm gonna shut up for all this time.
1: No, you good. Um so one of the things that I took I would say took away, um I think and she hinted on one of her interviews or whatnot, or pre the Super Bowl, she did have a guest and her guest was her announcement. Um and she was just oh. like <laughs> for the world who You know, and I don't care what side on the political parties you lie on certain issues, but that was her guess. Um, and that was she somewhat alluded to. But in the past, like you've had I think this is not the Jay Lo incident Super Bowl, but when Justin Timberlake, I think it's twenty eighteen, I think he was solo. I think it's a clip that shows the weekend. I don't I might be wrong, but correct me. But I don't think nobody came out when the weekend performed. Like I don't think he had a special guest. So it's not always where it's somebody who have um I don't think anybody Featured with Katy Perry, but don't quote me on that. Um, that was
0: Missy Elliott came out with Katy Perry.
1: Oh, she did? Mm
0: hmm. I remember that Super Bowl.
1: Okay. So it's, but it is a few artists who have not had special guests um, or su- su- surprise people. But as far as her performance, I think it was Rihanna's, you know, like I say, normal. Um, I haven't been to one of her concerts, but I've heard people who have gone, but she's typically just reserved. Um, and that's how I would justify or rate her. Dancing skills, so to speak, as far as reserve and as far as her performance, I felt like it was just a normal performance. Um Now, the choreography could it have been better, even if it was without her. I definitely think so. Um, But that's just me from a band perspective. I don't know what all goes into choreography and what all go I like. I've seen it done and I've seen people practice and I've seen the grind and the works, like the effort that people have to put in. But I think she could have had some moments where those people just go, go off. Um, but I would say just the setup, the staging, that was like next level in different, the I guess you could say the different levels, the angles that the camera was getting, the person who almost fell off of one, um, who fell down in the middle of a jump. And I can go back and see that if you want to go watch on YouTube, of course I didn't see it live, but a person in, in the, a person in the, in the arena, like you see them recording and you see the person who literally is as if they're about to fall off, but they just fell down on the thing after a dance move or after some form of whatever they were trying to do. I don't know. It looked like it was after a jump and then that wobble went a little more than they expected it to. But it wasn't next level. Probably not in my top five um, of Super Bowl performances that I've been able to witness live. Um, But shout out to Rihanna and shout out to the NFL and Jay-Z and whoever who included her in their little um, shindig, I guess. And shout out for her for accepting, because at one point she said that she would would never do a um, Super Bowl halftime show. And I know people um, came at her. And of course, Rihanna is one of those people who is opposite of what we kind of talked about. I think last week we talked a little bit about Beyonce, of like how she don't go back and forth and she don't let the masses influence how she responds to certain things. Um, But Rihanna, she basically clap back at fans was just like yeah at the time she held out for in solid solidarity with um, Colin Kaepernick but through conversations and through stuff that she's seen and are there still changes that can be made absolutely um but this was her first public show in seven years and she thought that um this was not only a way for her to get back into the performing realm but also to I guess you can say, like, can you imagine she did a pregnancy announcement, essentially, on the world's biggest stage? Um, and I think that was probably one of the reasons why she said, yeah, but that's just me. Now, granted, I don't know when her baby do, so she probably said yeah before she knew she was pregnant, but uh, um, you could always pull back out of certain things. But she stuck with it. And shout out to Jay-Z for having his hand in these... I guess you could say halftime shoes by being one of the producers of the halftime show or lead producers in the halftime show in a partnership that he has at the table with the NFL.
2: You bring up good points, Evie. I think if for die hard Rihanna fans, they probably loved it. You know, she gave what she gives. And for me, it may have felt underwhelming, but it was not bad. I love the, the visuals and all that. Also, I think maybe she didn't know she was pregnant because She has her and her cute son and her baby daddy ASAP ASAP are on the British Vogue cover. And in that interview with Vogue, she talks about she didn't even know that she was pregnant during that time that they were doing that interview.
0: Listen, I have never performed on that kind of stage. I have never been pregnant. So um, obviously my opinions really don't mean the hill of beans. I will just say I love Rihanna and her box. I was happy that she was at the Super Bowl, even though, like I said, it was not as, ex- I won't say it wasn't as exciting. I, they As EB and Sabrina could attest, I was up dancing the whole time. Solo, dolo, didn't care. I was having the time of my life. But I will say I wanted more. But with that being said, there have been performances at the Super Bowl that I was like, Please, why did y'all bring these people why are they here right so exactly. i did not feel that way with her one second so i believe she did a i think she did great and especially you know being up high on that little thing I, I, that was a lot pregnant no pregnant as eb said somebody didn't slipped off or almost fell off that's a lot so hey it was beautiful to watch the the um the platforms moving and people dancing on them. She gave what she wanted to give, and I received it, and I will receive
2: it. Amen. That's that.
0: Well,
1: So a lot Sheree- earlier, it wasn't Katy Perry. I'm sorry, before you continue, Course or, or Sabrina, um, it wasn't Katy Perry, it was Lady Gaga who, who was solo.
0: You know what, E.B., and, and to Sabrina's back-check. point, I did not even, I didn't even think about another person that whole time, to Sabrina's point. Right. I remember we watched that together too, at right. church, and um we I remember having a ball there and I don't even remember thinking about, oh, I wish where was someone? Nobody came. I wasn't thinking about another person. It was great.
2: <laughs> it was. And I can't wait to watch the Super Bowl again next year and eat the snacks, eat the things. Mm-hmm. Trick inspired me at the beginning when we were doing our temp check and she was just talking about being in the Lord and being in the word. And I know maybe some of y'all are like, Sabrina, can you figure out what your section is? But I've been reading through the message version of the Bible. I've read through the New King James Version. I've read through the New Living Translation. So now I'm reading through the message. And when I tell y'all, some of the things be cracking me up. So I feel like my new section for 2023 is because the program that I'm doing is read the Bible in year is hilarious scriptures in the Bible. Are y'all okay with this? Can
0: I, can I go this route?
1: Of course. And I I'll probably follow up with this. it just to make it good.
0: Okay, I love this, awesome. Sabrina. I've been thinking about there's things in the Bible that are wild. And I'm like, we won't be talking about these things enough. So go for it, friend.
2: Okay. This is the first one that I read in this little season that just I don't know why maybe it's because of the message it had me cracking up we're in Matthew 26 25 this week kickbackers and uh let me okay hold on give me a second because what I pulled up was just the funny part but you need the verse that comes before that that makes it even funnier I forgot the name of the man who does who did the message translation do any either of you know his name I never knew... Eugene Peterson. Eugene, Yes, Eugene Peterson. Dude, I... (laughs) I would love to meet you one day because you're hilarious and I'm really enjoying the way that you've translated these things. And as somebody who doesn't know Hebrew, I feel like if I did, this is really the energy that we would get from it. So give me a second. It's coming up. It's coming up slowly. Of course, because... I want it to come up fast. So give it a second, Matthew 26. Let me scroll down. Okay, here we are. I'm going to start at verse 20. After sunset, he and the 12 were sitting around the table. During the meal, he said, I have something hard but important to say to you. One of you is going to hand me over to the conspirators. They were stunned, and they began to ask one after the other. It isn't me, is it, Master? Jesus answered, The one who hands me over is someone I eat with daily. One who passes me food at the table. In one sense, the son of man is entering into a way of treachery well marked by the scriptures. No surprises here. In another sense, that man who turns him in turns traitor to the son of man. Better never to have been born than do this. Then Judas, already turned traitor, said, Is it me, Rabbi? Jesus said, don't play games with me, Judas. (laughs) I love that line that don't play games with me, Judas. (laughs) It's just like, Judas, you already know. I love the call out at the table. I love how Judas Jesus showed the duality of it. Like on one hand, this is foretold. This is the way it has to be. On the other hand, it would probably be better for him not to have been born because he's betraying the son of God. And then when Judas tried to continue to play games, and be like, oh, is it me? In this translation, they have Jesus just being like, don't play games. We already know. So that's what I have for y'all this week. I'll be back next week because there are plenty. And I'll be more prepared with my little download so that it doesn't take forever. Phoebe, what are you expounding on this
0: week? I, will, I do um, want to say, in some translations, Jesus says, like, you have said it. And I'll be like, hmm, <laughs> you have said it. <laughs> I, and he said that to the other people too. somebody else he said it to it was like you have said it and I'm like well you have said it go ahead Evie
1: Mine's is um, not necessarily a down one but it's uh, something for us to continue to just be aware of um, just read a quick little blurb and talk about the importance of how we just got to do better Christy Michael a beloved 17 year old student and class president of Haywood High School in Tennessee was shot and killed while she was returning home from a basketball game um, the vehicle that she was in was ambushed um, with multiple rounds of gunfire from shooters in another vehicle, of course. And the two individuals, or the two alleged suspects are an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. And both of them have been, of course, arrested um, in the connection of the shooting, but also they left a 13-year-old injured. Um, She was, of course, um, what seems to be just almost just a bystander of some crazy accident, but Again, these just how these situations continue just to affect the community of black people is just frustrating. Now, granted, gun violence, it knocks and messes with everybody, but we just got to do better. And especially when it comes to kids, not saying adults are um, exempt from this, but like an 18 year old and 16 year old taking the life of a 17 year old and getting close to taking the life of a 13 year old is just wild and mind boggling to me. Um, we got to do better.
0: We really do. That's tragic.
1: As we close out, what y'all recommended for the people?
0: Uh, let me well, hit y'all with my recommend real quick. It's on Netflix, Your Place on Mine. It's with Ashton Kutcher and, um, what's the girl? Reese. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. It's about little, it's about friends who, you know, you know, they'd be doing their own, best friends would be doing their own thing, and then they find, well, let me not give y'all a spoiler, but y'all know what happens with the friends and the love stories. That pretty much happens. And so, but the interesting is, thing about this little movie is that for the major, like, I think they only did like two or three scenes actually together. A lot of it takes place on on the phone or FaceChat, FaceTime or whatever. So that's my
2: recommend. That's very key. I have a recommends that came from Netflix. Uh, The Walking Dead, I think I've recommended that before. It's great. But they have a whole thing where there are offshoots of the show. So I'm recommending Fear of the Walking Dead, which is on Hulu. And I recommend you Google this series so you can see what order to watch the original and all the offshoots, because it's really juicy. EB, what are you recommending?
1: I'm recommending a movie that we I don't think we ever talked about the whole thing but we may have mentioned it before or I might have recommended it before but it was during the pandemic but as we are in Black history month here's another movie for you to check out One Night in Miami Um, it was directed by the one and the only Regina King with some solid um, stars within it Um, so yeah check it out as always if life tries to knock you down make sure you kick back until next time